0: Movie Geeks, this is Rob, and I'm here with Sean. Hi, Rob. Hey, Sean. We decided to uh, split up the Avengers in game talk for you guys. There are people that may not be able to see the film on its first weekend, and some of it is by choice. You know, they don't like the big crowds, they want to let all that fandom die down so they can watch it. On screen, very peacefully, without any hecklers or anything like
1: that. Or they can't even get tickets. (laughs) Or they can't get
0: tickets, exactly. So we know that there are people out there who want to know how the movie's going, but don't want to be spoiled on anything until they go see it. So we're going to give you a small review of the film, spoiler-free. And then on our regular Wednesday episode, we're not necessarily going to do a review, we're just going to celebrate the movie in all of its good things. Cause clearly we all liked it here at movie geek and proud. <laughs> so it's more of a celebration than a critique. And um, we're just going to have that have all the spoilers and stuff. So you can avoid having to get spoiled and, and be able to listen to sort of a full review of this. So we're going to talk about the movie. So Avengers Endgame. Uh, I saw it twice already.
1: Dang, girl. Yeah,
0: I just went, like, right away. I just wanted to catch everything that I didn't before. And so it is still fresh in my head. But, of course, I love the film. I think it's amazing. One thing that I was worried about is, are they going to be able to close storylines, finish arcs, and also satisfy theories and thoughts and rumors and fantasies and what they want out of this final movie of this phase? And I think they delivered it in spades.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. And one thing that I really appreciate, and I don't think I felt this way about any other comic book movie, is not only did they pay such good lip service to the past 22 years, like you said, there's are 22 films, not years, <laughs> but there's so much to like, oh, yeah, and, oh, that was a cool moment, but... For a comic book reader, there were so many just quick lines of references to the comics as well, which was so cool to get to being on.
0: <laughs> Very good. So as far as the story goes, we've got a plot. We're given a mission, how they plan to try and bring them back and defeat Thanos. What did you think of the storyline?
1: I thought the story was really good. I thought they took some some ideas of what we thought it was going to be, but they did a good job of throwing in unexpected twists and fun moments that just really made for a surprising story and a compelling story.
0: Okay, very good. Yeah, I would agree on that. I mean, I think it was a little obvious as to how they were going to try and, and fix everything. I do love the fact that it did focus on the original six Mm-hmm. And I was glad to see Hawkeye back. I missed him. I find him to be super underrated. and a lot of people just doesn't see a reason to continue his story. But again, I think he is a super compelling character. Granted, he may not have like heavy you know powers, but I dig the man. Yeah, I, I enjoyed seeing him as well. But yeah, the story was good. It had just enough comedy, drama, action in it. Uh, I think the three hours flew by so it quickly, did. so quickly. Uh, I will say this for the first half, if not almost two hours of the film, you're not going to get heavy action, blown out, long action scenes. And if you remember from previous Marvel films, they would usually have a scene or two every day. 30 or 40 minutes where it's just maybe 10 minutes of just nonstop fighting or chasing or whatnot. This film doesn't have that. There's a lot of setup and with a few punches and grabs here and there, it is mostly to pay homage and a love letter to all the fans who have started from day one. So is this film like heavy action all the way through? Not really.
1: So I was walking to the car with Chris and his friend Chris, so Chris Sandwich, and um, I compared this movie to Kill Bill and Kill Bill 2. Because uh-huh. I feel like Kill Bill 1 was just nonstop action, excitement. And some people didn't like Kill Bill 2 as much at first because it was more story-driven yeah. and slower. exactly. And then I think after the first few years, like, I was with a guy at the time who, after seeing it and giving it a few months, he's like, you know what? I like Kill Bill 2 better.
0: Oh, okay. And when
1: at first, he was like, Kill Bill 1 all the way. So I kind of feel like um because people have been asking which one do you like better? And I just tell them, I've only seen this one once. Give me some time. Mm-hmm. But I kinda of think it's it's gonna go that route where people are gonna appreciate this one more and more over time. Yeah. Because of the story elements and because of how heavy it can be. Exactly.
0: All right, so the acting I thought was really, really good. I enjoyed everybody's, you know, um, characters. Um Thor is now a comedy queen. <laughs> Right? And I mean, I, I never really looked at him because I remember from the very first Thor, which is one of my least favorites of the whole series, he is meant to be this arrogant God and, you know, he thinks highly of himself, blah, blah, blah. He has to learn stuff. I didn't really have sort of a vision as to who Thor should be, but he literally is a comedy queen now. Like, yeah. it's so funny and I, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm fine with that. I think it's I think it's great. But um, yeah, I thought everybody's acting was great. I thought the chemistry was still there after so long. Mm -hmm. And you would think with so much A-listers in one movie that people would start to get ego-driven and I want this part and I should have more lines in them. Everybody seemed like they were really enjoying themselves as a family. And I I, I like that camaraderie between um, all of the people that were on screen. They managed to share it equally and and i think everybody got their fair share
1: right and there were such great moments of even some of the smallest characters that have been in these past movies Mm -hmm. at least got a part so it's really just like wow they really did want to celebrate everybody exactly no i totally agree and i'd agree with you on um jeremy renner hawkeye i really liked watching him in this one i think this was the first time we got to see him be a just a badass yeah because in um, Avengers, he just basically got turned evil the whole movie. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, No, I totally agree. So uh, as far as the writing goes, I mean, we've kind of discussed this throughout so far in the conversation. But um, for a three-hour film, I think the writing was impeccable. And it definitely gave people who have been watching from day one a lot of, like, Easter eggs and phrases and things
1: that we mm-hmm. come to know. And, um, you know, again, without spoiling it, they gave us something new. Yeah. And one of the things that Kevin Feige has been very vocal vocal about is he's like, the least interesting thing about this movie is that it's three hours. I wish the news would stop talking about it being three hours. And he talked about him and the Russo brothers discussing like we want to make sure to give people what they need Mm -hmm. and we can't do it in less than three hours. And I completely agree with that.
0: I love the fact that when every time there's a book adaptation, one specifically being like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter, that they (laughs) obviously get so pissed off when they don't release everything in the movie from the book. And then when a three-hour movie comes out, it's too fucking long. Right. So I don't know exactly what it is that audience wants, but I think a three-hour movie is heavily justified yeah. over an over. You know, a twenty-two film story arc. You know, it, you know. But there's no intermission, people. Just letting you all know right now, no intermission, unfortunately. But yeah, I think you can survive.
1: But I totally agree. Each of the Lord of the Rings was like two to three hours. Mm -hmm. So why is it so different when Marvel wants to do it? (laughs) It's it's
0: whatever. But um, I think the writing was great and it kept me entertained, focused, interested. And um, yeah, I I like the direction that they're going. So impeccable writing as well. Um, So here comes the harder part. Fans who don't watch Avengers at all, maybe one or two movies based on a character. Is this movie for them? Now, we're a little biased, but think about the people who are not really interested. Should they bother seeing it right now or be a part of history is what people are calling it now? Should they be a part of it and go see this just because?
1: Right? It's hard cuz one of my coworkers um her girlfriend really she's more into the movies than my coworker. So she asked me what movies do I need to see in order to see this one? I gave her a list of 12 movies, Rob. (laughs)
0: Did you really? Now, for the sake of 12 movies, is it so she would completely understand or would she understand all the inside jokes and Easter eggs?
1: In my opinion, in order to see Infinity War and Endgame, I really highly recommend people see both Guardians because I think the Guardians play a big role in both of these movies. Okay. So to fully understand them, you need to see the Gamora-Nebula relationship in Guardians 2. Okay. I think somebody would need to see Ant-Man and Wasp to get Scott's story. And to see that, you need to see Ant-Man. And I think you need to at least see, like, Civil War, Age of Ultron, Avengers, like, all of those. Because there's such a heavy storyline in Endgame and Infinity War that connects to those. Okay. And Doctor Strange, of course.
0: So from an entertainment perspective
1: would people be completely bored if they didn't see these movies and just saw infinity wars? I don't think they would be completely bored, but I don't think they would understand the characters fully if they don't see earlier movies. Okay.
0: So unfortunately I guess we're on the side of saying like, you kind of have to be a fan to enjoy this. This isn't a movie for everybody and it only speaks to not necessarily a certain audience, but This is a continued story arc of 11, you know, years ago. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would love to say that this movie is perfect and anybody can go. But at this point in time, you do need to see a lot of backstory in order to fully embrace it. So with that being said, uh, do we recommend it to everyone?
1: That's a good question. I think I still would. Okay. Well, do you mean Endgame by itself? Endgame by itself. Oh, no, I wouldn't. Okay. Okay. All right. And
0: rewatchability. I've seen this twice already. I will tell you the second time around, I don't know if it's because I saw it right away. Maybe if I gave it a little bit more time and saw it a second time later, but it did kind of drag a little bit Mm. the second time around. I will say I went a second time because of our review, but also to see specific points, but a movie as a whole. Yes, definitely. You can watch it again right away. Probably not. I would give it a little bit of a break and not oversaturate yourself with it. It's still a very entertaining movie. An audience makes a difference.
1: Did you hear, come to, come to think of it, I saw an article yesterday where a man wanted to prove that like the re- diminishing returns... So he decided in 24 hours he's going to watch back to back Endgame to prove that it's not as good rewatching it.
0: Gotcha. Just rewatching a film in general or just that movie?
1: A film in general. A
0: film in general. Gotcha. Well, I mean, obviously it loses a little bit of its steam. I think every movie has that sort of like downfall. But with a three hour film, knowing what you already know, you're kind of going into it just wanting to see certain parts. Yeah. And I, that's what I got out of it. Should I be like, oh, there's there's some parts that should have been cut out and blah blah? No, not at all. But so it's it's not as good. Gotcha. The 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 next time around. So I will say that. Um, Also, keep in mind, folks, there is no post credit scene. They are releasing you to go to the bathroom. You do not have to wait during the credits. (laughs) Um, I will say that you should stay mid credit because they do give a very signature mark on what's been going on so far and paying homage to the original six that i think is very enjoyable to to look at at least but after you see that feel free to leave there's nothing at the end you're totally fine and um yeah what should we rate it sean
1: um let's rate it infinity gems
0: all right how many infinity gems did you give
1: Well, I'm going to give it five out of five, Rob.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, fair enough. Now, given the entertainment scale, I honestly, I mean, I was fully entertained by this movie. And if I am going to go with how I've been voting some of the other stuff that have been getting five out of fives, yes, this would definitely get five out of five. But unfortunately, this specific movie, we can't recommend to everybody. There is a certain audience and it's not for global use. And so 4.5 for me.
1: Okay, that's fair.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think people should go out and see it You know, in theaters. I think you owe it to yourself to see it in theaters. Don't wait until it goes to DVD or Blu-ray or whatnot. Go see it now. Be a part of history. Be a part of geek history. It's worth it
1: i'm thinking of taking tuesday off so i can go see it again with Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> oh there
0: you go all right so this is your spoiler free review hopefully you guys enjoyed this little tidbit before our next episode and remember on wednesday it is a celebration we are just going to talk about our favorite moments what we liked what we disliked any theories we have coming up and just acknowledging our favorite parts of the film
1: And for comic book fans, I'm going to go into more detail about the comic book references. Well, there you go, and that's
0: just more time for that. So join us for that, and um, thank you again for listening. Say goodbye, Sean. Goodbye, Sean.